0: At Elijah being caught away by that chariot of fire. One of these days, we'll take that final step into our theophany. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Can we sing When We All Get to Heaven? I believe it's key of B flat. <clears throat> sing the wondrous
1: love of Jesus. Take His mercy and His grace In the man's cry
0: To that day when we can see our Lord and Savior face to face we can gather around the throne of His amazing grace and you know what we'll sing for maybe a thousand years round and around the throne there won't be no time we won't get tired oh hallelujah we'll be in youthful bodies isn't that wonderful amen glory be to God maybe we could stand and sing tonight just a closer walk with thee. Amen. Let's sing start with a chorus.
1: Oh, just a closer walk with thee. Pray.
0: us tonight. We just want to approach unto his throne of grace. Thankful that God has made a way for us to do that by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Only.
1: Oh
2: Eternal, kind, precious Heavenly Father, we are indeed indebted to thee tonight, yet thankful, almighty God, that once again you have brought us into the house of prayer. To whom shall we go? For only you has the words of eternal life. With that knowledge, Father, knowing that, Father, only to know you is life eternal we are so thankful lord jesus that once again you have selected us lord in this end time lord to be beneficiaries father with the supernatural oh how thankful and grateful we are almighty god for this effectual work that you have done in our hearts Lord, indeed, tonight, once again, Lord, as families, as brothers and sisters of like precious faith, we've felt urged in our hearts once again, Lord Jesus, to come to the house of the Lord. Because we know, Father, coming from this very poor pill tonight, Father, will be the words of eternal life, Lord Jesus. Your prophet teaches us, Father, that it has never been your purpose, Father, for a man to meet another man's need. Hence, Father, we want to place the man servant whom you have indeed dealt with the days that's gone past and give us, given him a word. Father, to come and feed our hungry and thirsty souls. Your word teaches us once again, Lord Jesus, that the grass withers and the flower fades. By the word of the Lord, endure it forever we are here for thy word father for thy word and only thy word can be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway tonight we are believing lord jesus that we will hear from our theophanies because we've been invited to feast with the supernatural in the same time It is with that faith and hope in our hearts that once again we bring our needs to the altar. We bring our precious brother Tom Ray, Lord, before you tonight. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the operation that went well. But Lord Jesus, we are not satisfied until we see our dear brother fully restored in the love divine. We are believing tonight that Father, even as we send this word forth, Father, won't you be so gracious, Lord, and send your angels with the softest hands to His bedside or wherever He might be tonight and whisper, Lord, the sweet influences from above to reassure Him, Father, that Lord, you are in control. You've always been in control. There's never a time that anything, even our lives are, when our lives are out of cater, still you are in control. Oh, align us with our theophanies tonight. Allow us, Lord, to see ourselves in the light of the scripture. Speak to our dear brother and reassure the same words that indeed by your stripes, he is already healed. We are not asking you Lord, to do a new work, but we're asking you, Lord, to do that which you've already done before the very foundation of the world. Speak to our hearts tonight in a way that we've never been spoken to before, because once again, Lord, we are looking to be fed from the very tables of God tonight. And after all, Jesus, after all has been said and done, before we leave these doors, O Lord, tonight, we pray that may we speak like them men to say, did not our hearts burn within us as he spoke to us along the way. We also take time to remember those that are streaming by the way of the airwaves. May you permanent each and every heart, each and every soul that is so divided its time, Lord, to just heavenly father be able to set themselves aside for the preaching of the gospel tonight. Touch us anew and let our hearts be renewed in your word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you,
0: Brother Ray. You can have your seats tonight. Our sister Precious has got a special number for us tonight. So if we'll just invite her to come and get ready. And We're looking forward to the... Word of God, Brother John Andy's be ministering to us tonight. I can truly say that we have been blessed over these past months with real good ser- services, anointed preaching, and just a wonderful presence of the Lord, and I I believe that we're, we're feeding on the eternal Word of God. just want to welcome each and every one of you tonight, and those that are streaming with us, and. Pray that God'll richly bless you. God bless you.
3: Praise the Lord. I've had a song on my heart for a very long time and I know different people have sung it over the last few months, Um, but I really wanted to sing it again because one thing that God has done for me is given me peace beyond all understanding, and I hope that it would bless you tonight. Where do the broken hearted go? To find a comfort for your pain So many hurting need to know The hope there is in Jesus' name try to make it on my own I kept on drifting far away but now I finally have a home in Jesus' love I'll always stay Sorrow, I have peace in the raging storm. I have faith that Jesus holds tomorrow. I have hope and blast it. Is Jesus comes Though trials and snares may come my way And by his strength this race I'll run And by his grace these words I say Time of sorrow, I have peace in the raging storm. I have faith that Jesus holds tomorrow. I'm resting in his arms. I have hope. I'm resting in his arms.
0: The Lord. It is well with my soul when peace like a river. Brother John would come out. We'd sing this a couple times and let him minister unto us. Maybe we can stand together and just sing this out to the Lord. Isn't it just so wonderful to have peace in the time of trouble, joy in the time of sorrow? In the midst of the storm, we can just have that calmness of the soul knowing that God is everything in control praise God
1: when peace like a river attended my way when so
4: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight and be able to be in his presence where we're going to be forever? We're going to be forever in this presence. We might as well get used to it. And uh, we just want to welcome every person in the name of the Lord and let the scene audience know that it's not just the hundred or so in this building that is... uh, you're ministering to, but it's around the world. And there's more in our local assembly that is not in this service than what is in this service. So we want to be real instruments and real lights and men and women that aren't here for ourselves, but we're here for the body. Praise God. I want to bring you an update on Brother Tom Ray as we've had the prayer request. Uh, his procedure was moved from Monday to Tuesday yesterday, and it went very, very well. It took over six hours long, so we didn't get an update till this morning, Wednesday morning. But it's just amazing to know that our great physician is always on the case. And right while they were in the surgery, the head um, doctor that had done the apparatus surgery some weeks ago came into the room. And the Lord had him there at the right time to put in another um, um P instrument that brother Tom needed his ankle was having movement and it was causing concern and the doctor happened to be right there at the right time They had one of these parts in the whole hospital and they came and installed that in brother Tom's ankle Went ahead with the plastic surgery and we just thank God for that I mean the Lord Jesus is on the case and they we want to pray Now, for the skin graft that they had to take from his arm that includes nerves and blood vessels and skin to be put on the wound, the ankle wound, that the Lord would just heal that and heal that quickly. And he'll be in the hospital till the weekend. But we pray the great angel of the Lord as Brother Ray prayed would just go by that address tonight and these coming days and be with our brother. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture. Thank you, musicians. Amen to all of you. We'll turn to Second Samuel chapter 22 together. It's so nice to uh, be with you live. It's our first service since, uh, sep- since March the 8th uh, of 2020. To be with you live here in the sanctuary. Uh, to be speaking to you. And I just want to say it's been wonderful to connect with you online. And to be with you by other ways that we can be connected like this, but it's just good to see your faces, some of your faces and to know that on the internet tonight, all the family and different individuals in the United States and Washington state and then around the world, they would just long to be here and long to see you. And, um, so let's not be sad tonight. Let us rejoice. That we have these moments to share before the rapture. I have a little piece of paper that, uh, it was the last message we spoke here in March. And it was recognizing this day and what to do. And I just made this a little statement on that Sunday night. There's not a lot of things in this life that bring real peace and gratification or comfort like the presence of the Lord or His touch. Or his spirit working. There's nothing that really brings us into his presence more than his word. And so tonight we just want to draw from his presence and him to minister to you individually. And tonight we just had a word that the Lord laid on our heart and I want to speak on trusting, trusting question mark. God is in control. Trusting. Are we trusting? And then God is in control. Second, uh, Samuel in the Old Testament chapter 22 of Sam, first Sam, second Samuel verse one. Help us tonight as we're, if we're a little rusty or a little dusty. Amen. But you, as you just, uh, respond to the word and pull, it'll be just be fine. Amen. These other brothers have done just wonderful in these last months. haven't say, just yes. the ministry has been so uh, just fresh and what we have need of. And we thank the Lord for that. Yes. Second Samuel, chapter 22, verse one. This is a song of deliverance. David speaking unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And David said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Now, don't let the word be like David's testimony. As our sister Precious sang the song tonight, we enter into the word like that's us saying that. The Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. Verse three is where we take our thought for tonight. The Lord... The God of my rock, in Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I want to read that verse again. I don't feel like I emphasized it the way that we could have. The God of my rock, In Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. Hallelujah. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies when the waves of death come past me The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. Let's say my God. Cried to my God and he did hear my voice out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. If there's ever a question in your heart, if God has ears, we have the word tonight, Brother Henry. He heard my voice. He hears your voice. He sees your heart. Let's just read in Psalms, just two verses, if you don't mind. Standing Psalms chapter 2. Psalms chapter 2, as many in their homes are taking their Bibles and standing also and are turning now to the Scripture, also with you. Psalms chapter 2, verse 11. Are we trusting? God is in control. Psalms chapter 2, verse 11. Let's read this out loud, all of us here together and you in your homes. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. This last part of the verse, after the period, after the Bible says, kiss the Son, S-O-N, lest he be angry. And ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. I wonder if we can all read the next part out loud again together. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. We put our trust in you, Lord. God bless you tonight. You can have your seats. God bless you so much. Trusting. Trusting. Question mark. I'm not questioning your experience and I'm not challenging your faith. I'm just speaking what the Lord laid on our hearts to just uh, encourage us as believers, trusting question mark. But then I want to make a real confession that every believer from the bottom of our hearts believe tonight God is in control. Amen. No one is going to be left behind. God is not gonna lose one of His sheep. God is not gonna lose you and God is not gonna lose any of His predestinated seed. We are trusting in God. Trusting, what a word of trust is in this hour that we're living in a world that has lost control. They have lost control. They're not just losing control, brother Ray, they have lost control there ever was an hour that people needed to have their trust reborn or trust revived, it is even tonight. And it might be for a brother or for a sister or for a young person or middle-aged, Brother Tim, or even older person. As just in the last two weeks, just in the last week, I'm sorry... Brother John has heard of two elder people. One is a pastor and a minister of the message. And one is a dear sainted sister in her 70s. That because of the battle and because of what we're going through, Satan is not just attacking our youth. He's attacking our older ones. And he is telling them that life isn't worth living anymore. And that their life is invaluable. I'm talking about believers. Christians that have been along this way for a long time, Satan is trying to disrupt their faith and and move them. People are losing today their sanity. They're losing their common decency. Is that true tonight? Even you that might have heard about the political debate last night. It's almost like two little boys in a sandbox just throwing things and interrupting one another. And it's like we, what we learned or should have learned in kindergarten or pre-K. Don't interrupt and don't talk over. And we find adults, the leaders of the nations, the leaders of people acting like little children. They have lost their minds. Literally, people have lost control of their children today. They, they're losing control of their finances. It, this is a global economic crushing that is happening. Uh, but, but in the middle of all this insanity of Satan trying to rip apart things that are strong. That's what Satan's trying to do. Things that God has put together, Satan would want to separate. Satan is trying to break apart things that are Holy. Things that are righteous. He's trying to destroy your character. He's trying to destroy your spirit. He's trying to take away that divine energy and the dynamics of the Holy Spirit. And that's why the ministry is here. The Holy Spirit moving through those channels to give you encouragement, to give you faith. Schools have lost control. Motherhood is gone. Brother Branham made these statements. Motherhood is gone. True fathers have lost their their vision for the families. Children and young people and millennials have become the lost generation of this age. As older ones look more to their health and look more to just making it through. And in fact, God in the middle of all this has sent us a message. And sent us a word that would restore us. Whether you're young or whether you're old. To a trust To a trust factor. Where tonight, even on a Wednesday night, our faith and our trust is solid in Jesus Christ. You can see it today how even in relationships, trust is being challenged. You can see it uh, in relationships how when they begin to fracture and love between people. And just patience to be bearing with one another has been lost. Brother Branham called it brotherly kindness. And and he talked about how that's putting ourselves in someone else's shoes on the matter. And we see a great loss of that today. We see a loss of willingness to save a broken relationship. When it seems like it's gone or something is broken, people today have no time. They have no brotherly kindness. And it's right in this hour that God is challenging us as believers to have brotherly kindness and have perfect love and have trust in God and have trust in one another. The only thing we have is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is now in a body. He's living in a body. He's flowing through a body. And in these last six months, now going on seven months of this pandemic, when social distancing and pushing away and not being able to gather, it is challenging even the strongest of believers in their trust. Their trust to God. Their trust in relationships. Their trust in the church. Their trust in ministry. And I believe the Lord is giving us messages like we are hearing tonight. Are we trusting Are we trusting? Because believers are not exempt from struggle. So tonight, let's look at this word trust. Trusting. Because in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, as we read in Psalms chapter 2, verse 12, blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. That is your faith. How is your believing? How is your faith? Jesus in the shadows of his own cross, he had the question, would I find faith on the earth? It's not would I find church buildings and would I find Bibles or would I find people professing, but would I have people that had faith? They trusted me. In the good times, they trusted me. In the bad times, they trusted me. When they're sick, they trusted me. When they're well and on the mountain, they trusted me. Are we trusting tonight? When you're young, when you're strong, when you're vibrant, or when everything is going good, we need to trust the Lord. But when things seem broken and things seem crushed, and as we are resting, as Sister Precious sang, and our hope and we're resting in His arms, we need to trust in the Lord Jesus more than ever. Trust is, what is your faith? Or, what faith are you? We would say, what faith are you? Or someone might ask the question of what faith was your upbringing? A uh, Baptist faith, or a Catholic faith, or, you know, a certain denominational faith. What, what, but tonight as believers, what is your faith? What faith are you? Our faith has been in Christ. Our anchor is in Christ. In in God we trust. Because as you're finding, everything else is just shifting sand. Everything is falling apart. Even you and I as individuals today, we're an hour closer, we're a half day closer, a day closer. We're all getting older. Our, our, our strength is failing. Our trust is not in our health. Our trust is in God we believe god that is our tiepost tonight if you if you hear anything tonight let the holy spirit just breathe faith into your own heart that is my anchor that's what's holding us i'm speaking on behalf of of, of many on the other side of the border that would love to be here also our faith is in god our anchor is in jesus christ we are believers And three kinds of believers. Brother Brown spoke about believers. He spoke about make believers. We are not make believers. We are not people that just hold on for a while and then Peter out at the end and when great trial comes we throw in the towel and we give it all up. That's a make believer. You're not a Judas. You're not someone that starts in the race and and then stops. You are a believer. And we're not unbelievers. We're not identified with the group that just turns off, the t- turns off the word and doesn't want to have anything. Lord Jesus, tonight, we are believers. We believe Christ. We take Him at His word. Whatever He says, it's the truth. We don't question it. We don't have to give excuse and justify our human weaknesses. We're not backing down from that. We all have weaknesses, but we believe in Christ. I want to say this tonight. Though all hell assails, we are believers. Though the walls seem like they're crumbling down and everything that was secure or was strong before seems to be dissipating, the anchor holds. The anchor holds. Though the ship is battered, though the sails are are being rent and you're being put into another normal, the anchor holds. I thank God for these. These are more than songs now. These are more than just words on a screen. This is men and women that dig down in the trenches and when the going gets tough, they just keep going. Lord, we trust your word tonight. If that would be a question from the Lord, are we trusting? Trusting question mark. I believe we would want to say back to the Lord, we are trusting you. We're standing on your word. Heavens and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. Do we believe that tonight? But let me say something else to you, bride of Christ. You will not pass away. Hallelujah. Trusting. Are we trusting? Do you believe God's in control? Total trust. That means you're all in. You know, hanging on to this and your paycheck, and as long as that's there, you're strong. And then, you, or your education, or your or now you have to go online, and now you can't go here, and now things are shutting down here. That has nothing to do with your spiritual being in Christ. The believer is all in. 152 times in the Old Testament and the Hebrew, this word trust is referred to. And it's tied to the words and it's tied to the phrases of to take refuge in. Are you taking refuge in God? Are you trusting? Brothers, can we go to our first slide? Brother David, thank you for helping us tonight. Are we trusting well? How is your trusting? Brother Brownham said it like this. And we'll just put this on the screen for you. Slide number one. Can you see that? Now in the beginning when God made the man to worship him and live, God taking care of him, fed him, man had a perfect fellowship with God. There was nothing wrong. God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve. What a beautiful picture. Sounds like where we're going back to. No harm. Nothing can harm them. No sickness could ever come to them. They didn't even know what sickness was. They didn't know what old age was. They didn't know what being hurt was. They couldn't be hurt. They was in the presence of the omnipresent. Powers of God which held them in control and guided them by His Spirit. part of our title is God is in control, but now, are you in control? Does God have you in control? We're going deeper now than just what some might have thought. They was in the presence of the omnipotent powers of God which held them in control and guided them by His Spirit. There was nothing could harm them. If you'd ever think, he said, I believe if this little group of believers this morning could ever one time lay aside every thought And get down to the fact to know that the great Jehovah God that created you in the beginning is in His position and placed today here in this tabernacle at the heart of every believer. Do you believe it? Do you believe that? He's standing at His post. He's standing in His position inside of you. Now, in the beginning, when God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, and his great voice whispered to them, they had fellowship and love. They had fellowship and love one another, how the moving of the Spirit went through the bushes. I trust it would go through the internet tonight. I trust it would go through the connections. Are we all together tonight? We're trusting now that the great Holy Spirit would go beyond walls and go through fiber optics and go across oceans. I'm going to give you a testimony in just a few minutes. That just happened a few days ago. And you in this building were influencing someone going through a hardship. It's incredible. It's just bringing it to our realities and bringing to our senses that you are influencing other believers. But they had fellowship. They had love one for another. How the moving of the Spirit went through the bushes. The lions come up and the tigers and all of them and they worship the Lord. Man was conscious at all times that his presence, his presence was with him. I wonder tonight who would desire that. Let us be conscious, more conscious that your presence is with us. If that's what it was and what we're going back to, then surely, as it says here uh, earlier, no sickness could ever come to them. They didn't even know what sickness was. They didn't know what old age was. They didn't know what being hurt was. They couldn't be hurt. If I would ask you, who's been hurt? Who's been afflicted? Who's been through a trial? We all have. But are we trusting? We can go to the next slide. Why are people so tossed about in Jeffersonville? Some people gets the wrong impression of what the anointing is. Did you ever think of that? When was the greatest anointing ever given to anyone and what did they do when they had the anointing? The greatest anointing that was ever given to anyone was Jesus Christ. Do we believe that together? We're, I'm speaking about a believer that is trusting. Sometimes you think you're always going to be, you know, moving and vibrating and jumping, but the anointing is so different. Don't get the wrong impression of a believer that is trusting. You might be gritting your teeth and just pressing and going through a trial. And the anointing's all over you. And you say, well, I feel defeated. I feel deflated. I feel little. And the Holy Spirit's coming tonight to say, don't get the wrong impression. I'm with you. My personal presence is with you. Friends, in this time of this global pandemic, the word has not changed. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We might be distanced from one another, but Jesus Christ is present. He's present in this room right now. He's present in believers. He's present in your home, in your car, in your bedroom. It's the anointing of God. The greatest anointing that ever was given to anyone was Jesus Christ. We have the Spirit by measure. He had it without measure. And one day he entered into the temple and picked up the scroll. And he read and said, The Spirit of God is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the acceptable year, to bind up the broken hearts, to heal the sick and give sight to the blind. And now we would think of such an anointing was on him. They'd have been prophesied 800, that which had been prophesied 800 years before that it would come. And here he was in that type of an anointing, brother Ray, the full blessing and anointing of the Lord upon him that we would want to run all over the building and scream and holler. But the Bible said he laid down the scroll. And set down and precious words proceeded from his mouth. That's what he done under the anointing. The anointing is not emotions. The anointing is supreme power in control. The anointing on him was supreme power in control. The anointing on the bride is supreme power in control. Like knowing exactly what and how. See, and that's what's here. He's talking about the anointing that's on us. The anointing that's in the services. It's not just in Cloverdale Bible Way building. It is going to wherever men and women are believing and trusting. And to all those who put their trust in God, God is with you. That anointing is supreme power in control, like knowing what and how, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before, as the song special was being sung by brother Ryan Hayes, The Anchor Holds. And as brother Derek Paris was singing that song also at the chapel, and you were here singing, and many on the internet, Little did we realize there was one of our brothers in another country that was just get, getting ready to go into a prison. And one of our translators was able to put the cell phone up to his ear as, the, as you were being, as you were singing that song, and they both were weeping. Our translator and the brother in another country it was just going into prison for months and months. And now we find the voices of believers at that certain time, at that certain hour singing. The anchor holds. Though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. And you might have been caught up in your trial. You might have been caught up in what you were going through. But one of our brothers, our pastors, was being put into a place without a Bible, without a message book, without his family, without church. And you were able to be there at his moment to give him trust, to give him confidence, to give him an encouragement that the anchor holds. And you just were carrying on in the song. You just were going through the service. But little did you know that one of our precious brothers will not see other believers for a long time. And I'm glad that we were able to influence another son of God To say, we trust in God. We trust in you. God is in control of your situation. So trust is tied to the words to take refuge. He's the one that I take refuge in. He is the one that I lean on. I trust him. Now tonight, the question is trusting, question mark. Are you leaning on Him? Is He your refuge? It, it means to roll on. It mean, what we're going through in our lives, I'm rolling on to Christ. I'm staying upon Him. I'm staying on the rock. I'm staying on the Word. I'm staying in the boat. Don't jump out of the boat. Stay on the boat. Are you trusting in the unseen hand? I mean, here we have one of our camera brothers here tonight serving us. And what some of you don't know, his grandma passed away today. And one of his friends passed away. Another friend of his. Two in one day. I'm so glad. Here he is serving us. A brother in our church. So willing to be there for the body of Christ. His grandma passed away today. His friend in America passed away. Suddenly, a young man... That when I saw the post and I saw them, I thought, my, as we as we heard on Sunday night, my, how it is so amazing that eternity has all the answers. We don't know why these things happen. We don't know why a pastor and, uh, is driving his vehicle in South Africa and has a blowout and they flip the vehicle and he loses his wife and another pastor and his wife. Three are gone in just a moment. We don't understand that. We we don't know why on this Wednesday night that they're without their pastor, without a mother, without a brother. Brother Babes. My, what a testimony. The brother that was uh, with him, uh, Brother Babes, was a minister of this message. and And we could take the time to give his testimony, but he trusted God. Some years ago, I'll just give a two-minute testimony of our Brother Babes. He's passed on. But he was actually uh, wrongfully sentenced by the South African government to 25 years of prison for something he never did. He was hitchhiking and and a man that had stolen a car picked him up and they had stolen the car. And and when the police were following them, the, the men ran off and our brother was, he was charged And when he went in to go and testify, what he thought was to testify against these other men, they arrested him and charged him. Here's an innocent brother, a minister of the message with a wife and family, now being sentenced for 25 years. And he served almost seven years of that sentence till finally the government allowed him to go free. You can hear his testimony. It's online. But how the brother was such a strong testimony in prison. And trusted God. And went through the gangs and all the drugs and the fighting and the killing. And he trusted God. He stood and he came out of that trial. Just, just to spend a short time, Brother Emmanuel. With his dear wife. And for them to be taken, suddenly. And you would say, my, the Lord kept him for seven years away from his wife. And they said whenever you would see them afterwards, him and her would be always together at special meetings and at services. They were just almost inseparable. They had lost seven years of their marriage. And now in one instant, they're both taken. And one of the other pastors in Africa eulogizing him, said the Lord must have known that she could not have lived to know that he had gone on. The Lord took them together. These are men and women. I'm just giving a few testimonies to let you know they are trusting God in our day. Right in our service, they're trusting God. They're holding on with incredible adversities. Things we cannot even say publicly And things we have said publicly, very delicately. But just enough to let you know, God is in control of every situation. God is not out of control tonight. Can this church say amen? Amen. For God to be in control, He can't be out of control. God is in control. To the believer, this is our daily release. Lord, I'm trusting you. And if I could get down into some of your hearts tonight, more than just a church service or a streaming service, God is in control, means God sees, God knows, and He's got this. He's got the wheel. Well, I feel like like I'm preaching from the mountaintop. God's got this. But it's like someone driving a vehicle. You can't have two people with their hands on the wheels. You you can't have your hands and God's hands and then, you know, you're driving well, then you get in a crisis. Oh God, take the wheel. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen those bumper stickers. Jesus is my co-pilot. Who's ever heard of that before? And I'm thinking, Lord have mercy. I don't want him as my co-pilot. He's my pilot. Maybe tonight if Jesus, has been your co-pilot, maybe you need to put a little brake on, pull over to the side of the road, and say, praise God, I'm putting this in part. I'm walking out of this driver's seat. I'm walking over. I'm taking a hold of the other door. I'm welcoming him out. I'm walking him around to the driver's seat. I'm I'm saying, 'God, God bless you. Lord, I'm giving you the wheel. Bless you, Lord. Let all that has breath praise ye the Lord. and Bless you, Jesus. Just take the wheel now. and Be respectful and close the door and get back over there. And if you've got to get in the back seat. To some of you that have teenagers or, and, you, and they're learning how to drive, you know, and you're sitting on one side and they're on the other. You feel like grabbing the wheel. You feel like grabbing the brake. And it's like, Dad, you know, Mom, stop screaming. I'm driving the car. Well, I wonder tonight if the Lord thinks of that sometimes, you know. Who's driving the car? So tonight, Jesus is not our co-pilot. Jesus is our pilot. Just get in the back seat and let him drive. He's got this. I- I've heard that phrase before, spoken by people that you, know, that, you know, I got you. I'm your friend. I'm your family. We got this. I'm going to help you out here. But when it's all been said and done... Only Jesus has really got this. He knows what is best. He knows what is best. This is working for my good. This is working for our good. Carverdale Bible Way, God bless you tonight. This is working for our good. This is working for His good. God's not nervous. Sometimes we get nervous. Sometimes we get upset. But God's not nervous. For some reason I had this quote on my heart today to share tonight very strongly so I feel to take out of the oncoming storm the next few minutes to share on something that you have heard about before. And this happened down in Okeechobee. This is In this uh, green star here. Brother Danny Steeman is just over near Tampa. And there's many believers in Florida. But Okeechobee Lake is right here. And this is the actual lake here. And this is chicken, uh, chicken barns and things and water moccasins. Some of you will remember this, but this is for somebody... Usually the ministers, if something's very strongly upon our heart and you're waiting on God and you're waiting, to, keeps coming back, keeps coming back. And we listen. I listen to oncoming storm. I listen to the service. I'm just going to share this tonight for someone. Brother Brenham said, I was reading, I forget just now, I believe it was in the newspaper of a storm a few years ago that was on its way across Florida, central Florida. All the regions around Okeechobee was warned. I just left there about five weeks ago, he said. And there was a neighbor man who kept in contact with radio all the time because of these storms. And he was a very renowned Christian. And he heard that the great typhoon was coming that way, twisting down trees. And everyone was warned to get to safety. And he thought of his neighbor who had a chicken farm. And some light buildings with their chickens in them, their brooder houses and so forth and their pens, where all that they had in life was tied up with these chickens of their living. And he rushed frantically. This is the believer. This is the Christian. He rushed frantically up to the gate and stopped his car and jumped out and said to this fella, take all the chickens and put them in your storm shelter and you rush over to mine because there's coming a typhoon or a storm that's going to twist everything down. And the man stood and looked him in the face and laughed at him and said, nonsense, I've heard them predict such things before and it never did happen. And the Christian neighbor was so excited, he said, but what if it does happen? We hear remarks like that along the line. Or I've heard this, of this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And Brother Bradham said, but it's going to happen one of these days. And it behooves us to listen to every warning. It sounds like the coming of the Lord or the rapture. It sounds like many, like Peter said, in the last days they would mock and scoff, saying, where is the promise of His coming? But one day, He's going to come back again. And that's why we're having Wednesday night services. Is to be ready. Because the bride is going to be trusting that God's got it in control. And I'm riding on that. I'm hanging on that. Here it is in the storm... He said, it's going to happen one of these days and it behooves us to listen to every warning, every service. But this man said, I have no time for such foolishness. I raise chickens and I have no time for such. Can you imagine? And he cried out and the neighbor said, in the name of God, he said, leave those chickens alone then, John, and come quickly. You and your family, if you don't want to believe it, let your family come. And I say that tonight. If you don't want to trust God, don't hinder somebody else that needs to trust God. If somebody else is sick or somebody else has heard from the doctor and you say, well, it looks so bad and you don't see no way out, why don't you confess something good? They don't need unbelief. They need faith. They need encouragement. We need to stand with one another. Because sometimes through the fog of war, that's all we can see is one another. And God help us not to be destroying one another and guilty of friendly fire. Friendly fire is when someone of the same army kills someone else. It's friendly fire. We're too late of an hour to get caught up in the fog. And if you don't want to believe it, let your family come. And this man said this, Brother Richard. It's amazing. I will not have my children to be excited over a few radio warnings. My children and I have decided we'll live as I live. My children and I have decided to live as I live. I want to say this tonight to all of our children. You follow Jesus. If your mommy don't serve God, your daddy's not serving right, you serve the Lord. Oh, well, we don't have family devotion and, you know, our families kind of went a little lukewarm. Well, you get hot and tender toward the Lord. I trust that's okay to say that. Brother John has children and grandchildren. If I get cold and indifferent, you serve God. This man said, My children and I have decided we'll live as I live. In other words, with the chickens. And my wife will listen to me because I'm the breadwinner of this home and she must listen to me. I'm boss here and I will not have my children all excited or all tore up about some nonsense. And the neighbor was turned and he went to his home and into his shelter. That's the believer. And all of a sudden, the cloud was upon him before they knew it. This is a picture of the Ochoho, the, the lake. the the very lake. All of a sudden, the cloud was upon him before they knew it. Brother Brown said, that's the way judgment strikes. It comes so sudden, you wonder how it can get there so quick. While the storm swept through the country, it caught, just watch this, it caught the chicken house and the farmer and they never found his body. And his wife frantically fighting and they lived close to the great Okeechobee Lake and the waters begin to rise as the typhoon lifted. Brother brother uh, Glenn would know about this. As the typhoon lifted the waters all the way from the bottom of the lake, that makes them so dangerous because the are shallow. The waters are shallow and the boats rock and that's how the waves come up and turn the boats beneath him. The storms comes and just whirls up the water and packs it for miles. And the water is sweeping until the mother knowed there was no hope but to get her children on top of the building. So the the daddy's gone. Now the mother's with the children. I've got to get them to higher ground. And she got her children and got them on top of the building, holding on to the chimney of the house. And when the wildlife, the cottonmouth moccasin, I believe, a more deadlier snake than your diamondback rattler, because he's speaking this, I believe, in Phoenix. Oh my, look at this, this cottonmouth moccasin. They was They was crawling to safety. And they come up on the roof with her. And by listening to her husband and not taking heed to the warning... She had to, she stomped and she beat, but she had to stand and watch those vicious snakes bite her children until they died on the roof. And the mother herself was bitten so much until finally she died. And that's the only way we got the story. After the storm had quietened and the search parties hunting for bodies and so forth, they found her lying on top of the roof with her children laying by her side. A mother that had listened to a father that was not worried. He should have heeded the warning. This is the last part of this quote. Oh, it pays to take warning. The first thing to do before there can be a warning, there has to be a preparation made for safety or there's no need of sending a warning. This is what Brother Michael Ray spoke on, I think, two Wednesdays ago. Preparation. You've been warned. You've heard. The bride is in preparation. Can I say this tonight? Are we trusting? He said the, the warning is only a voice of one having you to prepare for the danger. There has to be a preparation made first. And then if the preparation is made, then the warning can go forward to cause you to make your decision whether you want to listen to it or not. If you don't want to listen to it, well, that's up to you. If you do listen to it, there's safety. How many times have we heard over the years messages? How many times have we heard messages before the altar or been at special meetings, heard the warning and, it, and people do not heed the warning? God, help us to make preparation. God, help us, Lord Jesus. Can I just go on a few more minutes? Our time is just a few more minutes and then we're going to close. Then we're going to log off. Then we got to say goodbye. And life goes on. Life goes on in your home, in your school, in your job. Are we trusting? It's good to praise God in singing with the saints. Singing in the house of God and singing with the believers while the wonderful music is playing. But we're in the middle of our personal battles and struggles. Do we really have a faith that God is in control? Are we trusting him? Do we trust Him enough? Are we dependent on Him? Think about this, friends. What I'm speaking about tonight might not be for every single person because really a person that is self-dependent and very independent and they're focused on me and my and my situation, they're strong-willed, they wrestle more with trust. They do. Someone else that's more simpler and they just give up easier and they just give it up. Oh, the Lord's got it. And you hear, no matter what they go through, it's just like they're, the Lord's got this. But to someone else that's strong-willed and they're self-dependent and independent. And they're more, more thinking about me and my and us and less about one another and the body. They wrestle with trust because it challenges their faith. It challenges. And friends, we we don't want the mirror to just be looking at ourselves and our flesh. We want the mirror to be Christ the Word. We want to see more of Christ. So trusting is a question tonight. I'm not questioning your experience. Wonderful saints of God, especially on a Wednesday night. And I think, especially tonight, everybody wants to be here. (laughs) Is that right, Brother Tim? I think almost everybody that's here wants to be here. Amen. You registered, you signed up or you're serving. It's like, it's more than a duty. Even me standing here might only be for a little window of time. It might only be for a space. I'm very aware of that. This is just a little sliver of grace. This is a little sliver of being able to greet you and minister the word and let you know there's others that are trusting God and believing God. Amen. Amen. We we brush these things aside like, oh, it'll just be next Sunday, Brother Tim, or, you know, next Wednesday, somebody else, or next Sunday night, who's preaching? Well, you'll find out by tomorrow. You can um, You can register tomorrow online. Brother Michael Ray wanted me to make that announcement. Tomorrow's October the 1st. So you can go online tomorrow and register for October. Amen. And everybody can register and put in their... You know, and people... You know, we have keeners. They want to be there. They want to be... And, and then we have others that it just seems like God help us as a body. I think after this service tonight, God is in control. It needs to be more than just a slogan and a little... um plaque on the wall of the refrigerator, or even you that's been raised in a good home, more than just a a quote on the hallway as you go down the hallway, God is in control. It needs to be more than a statement of faith. It, It is where we go in our Christian walk. No, God is in control. We all know the song, Let Go and Let God Have His Wonderful Way. Some hold on, on to the wheel tonight and you're, 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 your knuckles are showing white and you've got the wheel. You've got the wheel and you're going. And, and here's the song. Brother John just announced the song, Let Go and Let God Have His Wonderful Way. He say, well, Brother John, if I let go, all oh, my chickens are going to die. My wife and my children. That's why we read that last quote. You need to let go Put it over on the side of the road and get out gracefully and let Jesus take your place. Let go and let God have His wonderful way. Stop beating the air and trying all this in yourself. I know this is simple tonight and Brother John's been accused of being one that speaks the, you know, the milk of the word. Well, I'll leave the meat of the word to Brother Tim and the others and Brother Murphy. Maybe my allotment is to get some of your lambs and some of the little sheep and give them some meat sometimes or a little milk. But let me tell you what, everybody that goes in the rapture is going to trust in God. We're not hanging on for dear life. We're hanging to one that we know is going to be there. He's there tonight. He's there tomorrow. He's there next week. And if God would take us off the scene, I'm going to be with him. How are you doing? How are you doing in the trust factor? Trust means you trust and you seek him for a refuge. It means that you flee to him for your protection. When you suddenly get a notice or suddenly something happens, where do you turn to? What do you flee to? What do you confide in? Who do you confide in? You say, Brother John, I'm so thankful to have someone I can confide. Just tell them everything. That person might not always be there for you. In fact, the Lord may allow that to be taken to see really, are you leaning on them? Are you just talking to them? Or are you making God jealous with where you're spending your time and who you're talking to? When really it should be more of him and more of Jesus? Lord, let, let, let your word become more of our pleasure. God is in control. And I'm making my last comments for tonight. God is in control as an absolute statement. That means we're not wandering around. We're, we're not asking questions always. Why? And this happened, Lord. And why? Remember last Sunday night. I know it was hard to hear the internet Was going in and out. But eternity has all the answers. Eternity has every answer to all of our questions. So as Brother Branham had four services after future home and proving his word to try to understand what was on the people's hearts. We all have questions. Maybe from little children we, we, and little children ask why, 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 and you know, where are we going and all these things and teenagers have questions that many times cannot be answered. Middle-aged people and even elders have questions. What about this? Why did that happen like that? And sometimes we just have to end with it like this. Eternity has all the answers. I don't know why. I don't know why that's happening. I had to say to one person, I'm sorry that that happened. Jesus Christ is our release point. He's, our, he's the something we're looking to. We don't give excuses and we're not going to stay here in our situation. Just hang on to some of these things as they came to us and we wrote them down. God already has the answers to your need before you even call. Trusting, trusting. God is in control. That's the message tonight. Before you even called on Him with your situation, before you even prayed, God had the answer. Before you even ask, He has all the answers. Before you even worry, before you even stress, before you even get upset, he's already sees the end of that test. He already sees the end of that trial. He already sees down the road. Cannot we trust him tonight? Cannot we trust him with our families, with our health, with our finances, with our relationships? Have we matured to the point that we just have to say, God, you're in control? And I really mean that tonight. Some are very good with hanging on to the wheel, whether they're brothers or sisters, and they're just they're in control and they got it all together. But you let this happen and that happen, and we get battle-scarred and weary, and things begin. We need the Lord Jesus to have the wheel. Have the wheel! In fact. God's got eternity to develop His plans. God's not concerned about time. I know this is shaking some of your thoughts, and especially this late at night. But God's not concerned about time. God's caught up in eternity. He He sees the big circle. He sees the unending, the eternity of things. And we're caught in this little hickey, this little time that has a beginning and has an end. It's a little flicker off of eternity. Do we understand that? Eternity never had a beginning and it never have an end. And if we've received eternal life, then we ought to get more caught up in eternity. And less caught up in time element. If God is so focused on eternity, shouldn't we be focused on eternity? and less on time and what we see and what we feel and how and what we hear and you know sometimes people are broken and they're crushed we need to trust the Lord sometimes we get confused and we get stressed out sometimes we overdo it we get upset we get misunderstood we misunderstand others we question things we wonder we get clouded over but God is in control I felt so embarrassed yesterday, Brother Tim. Someone came by the office and, and um, I already knew that they were going through back pain and back trouble. Couldn't hardly walk. One of our mothers in our church. And I stepped out of my office and I went outside. I was just with their, their children and the sister. They didn't ask me to pray for them at the time. I just it was expressing... Um, that we're with you and we're bearing this with you and we're just being with them just a little bit. And they left and they drove off even though I did pray for them just in my heart and they didn't know that we were just believing for them. As when they left and later I thought, "Lord, they didn't ask me to pray. They came by the office. We spoke together, but I was so smitten that I didn't initiate to pray for them." But so today, down on our knees, It just came to me again. I was so ashamed, Sister Esther. I was so ashamed as a minister that I didn't just pray for our sister. She was in need. She's shuffling down the sidewalk out here, outside the office. She was in such pain. Herniated disc. L5, S1, which I've had the exact same herniated disc, bulging disc. One of our mothers lifting her child, twisting. And I was so smitten today in prayer, just down on my knees. I just took my phone and I gave the sister a message and said, yesterday you, you came by and I was so smitten and embarrassed that I didn't pray for you. I'm going to pray for you right now. And right on our knees we prayed for her and sent the message. She just left me a message in the back study. Since that time, she has no pain. Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! From just about noontime, I believe, friends, we need to trust the Lord. And we need to trust one another. And then when we make a mistake, we need to be quick to repent and say, I was wrong, but I'm stepping up now. I'm coming into that office. I'm coming into that position. I'm praying for you. I'm bringing you before the Father. And she just left me a message. Since that time, she has no pain. May the Lord touch our sister and deliver her. She has a husband. She has children. She needs her back. She needs her strength. May God anoint her and fill her and touch the nerves and the bones and the sinew. And God forgive his servant for being that way. Friends, sometimes we need to just realize that you say, oh, that's a little brother John. I wouldn't have thought of that. But friends, we all have a position. And we are here for healing from one another. Lord, help us to trust you more. Help us to put it in your hands and leave it there. Just before our musicians come, the believer's trust must go further than just us saying, well, I need to understand, Brother John. I need to know what I'm going through. I need to have it all laid out. What's going to happen no, no. Many times God's just testing. Are you willing to trust? Are you willing to put it in His hands and let Him lead? Let Him guide? Here we are, the last day of September, Wednesday night of September. Tomorrow's October. This year's just gone by. Lord, help us to trust You more. It's got to go further than what we know. Or some hurt of the past. Sometimes we've got to lose control and give that to God and let Him take the lead. Just tonight, I see some of you taking notes. Lord, after tonight, I'm letting you take control. I'm giving this to you and I'm letting you take the lead. God is teaching the bride a lot of lessons in these last months. And some of them is this. That some of what you and I feel is important isn't that important. And what you and I think is so valuable to us compared to eternity, compared to a new body, compared to a future home, many of us just need to lean on God and let things go. Just let it go, brother. Let it go, sister. You can't be holding on to something that's dragging you down some chicken coop, some chicken barn, some house or chimney, some cotton mouth moccasin that's going to devour your children and devour you, it's time to say, Lord, we trust you, Lord. It's not embarrassing to say, I don't know the answer, I don't have it all together, but we're giving it to God. Family, we're giving it to God. Thank you, musicians. You can come and... God is God. And we're the female part. It's not our part to take the lead. Brother Bradham said it like this, and I'll go to the last quote that I had in Countdown 1964 about natural, natural astronauts. They have something to control him. When the astronaut is in the air, he has something backwards here, back down here on Earth, that controls him. It's called a radar. That radar moves him around and shows him where he's at and tells him what he's doing. That radar controls him from a radar tower here on earth. That's the natural astronaut. I'm leaving you with something. If the natural astronaut has something, but it's down on earth, radar... So the spiritual astronaut has a control tower. Has a control tower, he says too. It's not down here like man is. It's up there. And it's the Holy Ghost that's in him. That's controlling him. A tower of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's under control. And keeps him in control by the Word. Not in a bunch of fanaticism. Some whooped up nonsense, but thus saith the Lord, and it happens it 's always under control he 's got a control tower that 's the Holy Ghost. Do we have that tonight it 's the holy ghost it 's not down on earth it 's not a little radar that 's all caught up in domestic things and analytics of of, of political things it 's something from up in heaven it wants to control people on earth. And not control out of fear and bondage, but out of love. It's under control. He's got a control tower. That's the Holy Ghost. And the Word is His program. And He lays right into that program. And the power of the Holy Ghost endows Him to move out. And it brings the achievement that God wants to be achieved for His people that it might fulfill what He promised. I will have a bride. I will have a people. She will trust me. It's like a great big radar, Brother Silas. It's just going around and around way up there and it directs men and women, go here, do that, say that. I want you to do this. Would you stop doing that? Let's rise up over here. That's someone that's under control. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Thank you, Jesus. You are my refuge. You are my sanctuary. When I feel afraid, Brother Ben, you're my hiding place. Tonight as we sing the songs, just in a few minutes, our beloved brothers and sisters will be logging off. As I was with Sister Ruth Frederick, one of our senior in her 80s, sisters, just over a week ago, and when we stand, when you stand here, she stands. When we say, let's turn to a scripture, she turns. When we when we worship, she worships. She's not sitting over in her, you know, little chair and feet up and lazy. She's tuned in. She's interested. She wants to be connected. Tonight, Be connected to Jesus. Do you trust Him? Are you trusting Him? Is He really in control? Or is it just a phrase? Is it it just a sermon? Is it just a. It's just been put nice. It's just been put together nice. Or is God really in control? Yes, Lord. Tonight I want to heed the warning. And when you speak to our hearts, I want to willingly just be obedient and be led. Let's sing this. Remember, it's not just to yourselves, but it's to many others. Oh, you are my rescue. At least see the words. I want you to see this. I have found a place I can call my home here in your embrace where your mercies overflow. It's here that all my doubt and fears just melt away. I lay my burden down. I look upon your face Jesus tonight if we have been guilty of not trusting you forgive us Lord I'm praying with the congregation some might want to lift their hands or some in their living room that would say God I want to trust you more as I look down through our lives and look down in our history and look forward Lord what lies ahead we want to trust you Lord we want our faith and our believing, Lord, to be in you. We love one another, but we're not leaning just on one another. We're not leaning on the strong arm of the flesh, or just our paychecks, or our education, or even our health, because we realize, Lord, that can quickly fade away. And even in a moment, even a life could be taken just in a moment. Lord, we pray together for one another tonight. There's many in the last two weeks, ourselves personally, have prayed for more with this COVID virus around the world than ever. Some of our friends, some of our brothers, our sisters, ministers, People not even from this local area, but have prayed, Lord. And it's gone rampant through churches and through families. Tonight we pray the Holy Spirit would bring up great healing and deliverance and power. And may churches be restored back into fellowship. May daddies and mothers and young people bring their lungs back to where they can lift their hands and shout hallelujah. That you would take away the lingering effects of this virus in so many. And how Satan has tried to choke out your people. But tonight we are taking authority over that virus. We humble ourselves realizing you are our strong tower. You are our healer. You're our protector. You're our keeper. None of us. It has not been us and ourselves that has kept ourselves. It is you and you alone. God is in control of every situation. Even tonight, hearing that one of our minister brothers have been released from the hospital just over the weekend, he was in serious ICU with this incredible virus trying to take his life. But today he's been released back to his family, back to his wife, back to his home. We thank you, Jesus. You are here to destroy Satan and destroy the works of Satan for there's a work for us to do. And I pray, Father, you would anoint every believer as we go off the internet now and as we go back to our jobs and our homes and our lives. May the healing angel visit every house, Lord. I pray the prayer of faith and the faith of these believers here on 184th and 60th Avenue would go to mothers that are needy, go to fathers that are needy, Help me pray tonight, friends, here. Go to our families. Go to our loved ones. Go to those across the ocean. Some are in prison tonight. Some are in prison for this precious Bible. Oh, Father, help us, oh God, in our lives to fall in love with your word again. Help us when we're healthy to praise you. Help us when we're able to lift up our cross. Help us when we're weary. Help us when we're down Help us when we're sick and upset, Lord, to still lift our hands and our voices and say, praise be to our God. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, my soul and everything within me. Praise His holy name. With every breath that I take, every moment that I'm awake, and these last closing moments of time, Let the bride of Christ live that faith. You are in control. You have spoken from the eternities, from our theophanies. They have called us to come a little bit higher. Bless the congregation, Lord. As Brother Benjamin, Sister Joanne, and the other brothers, Brother Louise and others play for a few moments let our hearts be settled but i pray god is so many they hang on they hang on they hang on oh jesus be with those that are lonely tonight those have symptoms of trouble and sickness may they find out by tomorrow that the healing angel has come by their address touch backs mend the nerves We're not against doctors. We're not against medicine. We're not against therapists, Lord. We're not against medicine. But you are our healer. Touch the nerves. Touch the bones. Even of our brother Tom Ray, I pray that the great physician and the great doctor of the wound healing center that has been on his case, that you would put this apparatus together. There would be no infection. And that the nerves and the blood vessels and the skin would all heal back together. That he would be whole. Oh, Father, may the Holy Spirit minister to him tonight. With virtues and strength, Lord, all of us, Lord. When we look into one another's faces and we are together, or we see one another, communicate, let it be with faith-believing trusting trusting putting one another into the hands of god you are never out of control nothing is out of control you are in control you're the master of the winds hallelujah lord take our lives tonight and let them be we consecrate them to you for future service and if there would be a sunday here that you would anoint the ministry lord And Sunday night at the camp chapel that you would anoint the minister there as he's preparing. Bring back the backslidden and those that have wandered away and gotten lost. Let them put their trust back in you. Let them put their hearts back in you, wonderful Savior. and Let them feel your arms again and know that you love them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You have been a hiding place. You have been a covert, Lord, in the storm. You have been our refuge, Lord. Strong tower that we can run into and be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for this hope. My hope is in the Lord. My hope
1: Is in the Lord From this time their mercies come with every rising sun to meet the sinner in his
4: Thank you for running after us. Oh God, thank you for someone we can put our trust in. We have an anchor that is steadfast and sure. You have never lost. You have never lost. Oh Father, and your salvation is sure. And your mercies are new every morning. And by your stripes we were healed. And by your grace, we will make it. Thank you, Jesus. Go with every heart. But let's sing about mercy rewriting our lives right before we go. God's mercy rewrote my life. God's mercy rewrote my life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mercy.
1: Bless you. Oh, sure yes.
4: yes, God be with you until we meet again God bless your families continue to pray for one another like brother Ray sang on Sunday morning I'll meet you By the eastern gate. and I thought, Brother Darren, my, there's going to be a lot of people by the eastern gate. Brother Bradham told his wife, said, just meet me by the eastern gate. Screaming out, I think of your father-in-law and I think of father and all the ones that's gone on screaming by the eastern gate. Here we are. Here we are. Here we made it. We made it, Ella. Ella, we made it. And Ella's going to come running down on streets of gold. She's going to come running down. No pain, no suffering, no old age. Can you introduce yourself to me? Do you know this person? Or oh, you were with them in their seventies and eighties and no, no, they're young again. They're 18, they're 20. We know them. We, we know them. I visited Brother Murphy's office the other day, and I just said I wanted to come over on this side to make sure you're not sitting here talking to Brother Branham or something, and I'm over. And I said, God bless you, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just a knock on the door of school. It's that real, friends. God bless you. Go in the grace of the Lord. And we'll sing this one more time Mercy. Oh, mercy. Then you're dismissed. Mercy.
1: Mercy. Mercy.
4: guidelines and what we need to follow until we meet again. God bless you.